0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Parshas Kedoshim, We're going to focus on Parshas Kedoshim, which is very interesting, because Parshas Kedoshim has only 64 psukim. And yet in the 64 psukim, it has 51 mitzvahs. And these are mitzvahs that really apply to us on a day-to-day basis. One of the mitzvahs i like to focus on right in the beginning, in Perik Yates, Pasuk Gimbal. The Torah says, "Ish, a person, imo v'aviv tirol. Every person has to revere, has to fear their mother and their father. What does it mean to revere a father and a mother? And there's something else called something to honor. And Rashi explains what they mean. and mora, what does it mean to have reverence? Mora, lo and komo, do not sit in your seat. Don't speak in his place. Someone asks a question. Don't answer when your parents are standing there. You let your parents answer first. Don't contradict your parents. Someone says, how's the weather? Your father says it's cold. Don't say, nah, it's fine. You can't do that. What's covered? Feeding them. Giving them to drink. Dressing them putting on the shoes, mahtizomotzi, escorting him in, and escorting him or her out. And you think about it, people think Kibbutz Avim is difficult, when your mother tells you, to go clean your room, or your mother tells you, to go to sleep. Much, much later on, when you're older, and then you have to feed your father, and you have to dress your mother, then you'll see the mitzvah of al Avim. But there's one thing missing from here anybody know what's another way to honor your parents that Rashi didn't say very interesting the Shulchan Ar-Rab tells us in Yerodeah Simon Reish Mem Siv Zayim Chayiv Lamo Mepnei Ava V'Imoit a person must stand up for his father and his mother your father and mother walk into the room the Allah says you must stand up once by day once in the evening for Ashkenaz, pass me that way. Does anybody here stand up when your parents come into the room? Sometimes. Never. Always. Sometimes, yes. I've asked people to start standing up when their parents come in the room. And they come back and they say, my parents looked at me like I was nuts. They said, why are you standing up? I said, well, it's a mitzvah. Oh, please don't stand up for me. So I would tell them, go home, tell your parents that this is the easiest mitzvah. If I get to stand up for you, it's such an easy mitzvah. Could you please let me do it? And it's something that you can do. You stand up, they walk to the room, and that's it. What a tremendous mitzvah. But why doesn't Rashi say it? Of all the things that he brings down, he doesn't bring that down. So it's interesting that later on in the Perik, there's another halacha. And it says as follows in Perik, it test also, save a Beis. You should get up for an old person. Which means, you're sitting on a park bench, an old person comes by, Jewish or not, Allah is you have to stand up for him. So why does the Torah tell us, for the old man you have to stand up, and yet Rashi doesn't even bring down the Allah that you have to stand up for your father or mother. Um. So I was thinking, that it's interesting, the Gemara tells us there are people out there who are foolish. They stand up for a Sefer Torah who goes by, and someone's carrying a Sefer Torah, but they don't stand up for a living Sefer Torah. What's a living Sefer Torah? A Torah A Tamachacham. A Tzadik. A, a, has... a, a, a is a living Sefer Torah, and he walks by, people don't stand up. But the truth is, I bet you if you would ask around, more people stand up for a Tamachacham or a Rav, than they stand up for their parents. And it really shouldn't be that way. It was... But the truth is, there are people who would rather stand up for a Tamachacham than their parent. It was in B'nei Brach, there was a, I don't know if it was a Shear or a brisk and there were a lot of people there, and all of a sudden they announced that the big, the of Rosh Hashiva, Rav Shach, is coming. So everyone stood up, anxiously waiting for him to come in, and as everyone's standing up, waiting for him to come in, the Maggit of Yerushalayim, named Rav Shlomo tells his friend quickly, let's sit down. He looks at him and says, why should we sit down? He says, the Rosh of Shach is coming, let's sit down. So he didn't get it, but he sat down. Everyone else is standing up. And then Rav Shach comes into the room, and Rashan quickly stood up. Everybody else was standing already, they didn't get the midst of standing up. He wanted to get the midst of standing up, so he stood up. So I was thinking, maybe that's why Rash in the beginning doesn't say it. Rash in the beginning of the parasha brings down those things that are very, very difficult for Kibbutz of to feed your parents, to dress your parents, to bring them places, that's difficult. And that's the mitzvah. But the mitzvah of standing up didn't have to say. The Shulchan Aruch says everyone has to stand up for their parents, but Rosh didn't have to bring them because it's an easy mitzvah to do. Although the mitzvahs of keep it all are difficult. This one's easy. Sometimes it's difficult. Somebody told me, it was by a wedding, and he's sitting at the full table, a bunch of people by the wedding, maybe ten people by the table. And everyone's schmoozing, there did know each other, but they sat alone, they're smoozing with each other. And then, the dancing started. So, everyone's getting up to go to the dance floor. And before he finishes, looking around, he realizes, one guy says, I was sitting there, and the guy next to me is sitting there. So I was about to get up to go, and, and that guy wasn't going, I don't want to leave him there by himself. He said, come, let's go. The guy looks at me and says, nah, I can't dance." I right, once says, "I'll show you how to dance." <coughs> he pushes himself away from the table a little. He looks down, and I look down, and only then I realize he was sitting in a wheelchair. And he was missing both of his legs. So right away, figuring out, know I'm going to stay here with him. And I ask like, "What happened?" He starts to tell me the story. The long story short. He lives in Beit Shemesh. Where he still lives today. And there was a person visiting from, from America, from New York, who was there for some, for some tzedakah organization and meeting people at Eretz Yisrael. And he needed a ride back to the airport. So he was in trouble. He's asking around for a ride to the airport. He said, you know what? I have a car. I'll take you. So I brought him to the airport. Nice big mitzvah. On the way back, I was waiting off the highway to take a left turn by the light, and also the car came from the other side and smashed right into me. Completely totaled the car. It was a miracle, he said, that he survived. However, when he woke up in the hospital, he realized that while he survived, his legs didn't. They had to amputate both of his legs. He was in the hospital for about six to eight weeks. And they discharged him. He was, you know, ready to go. They gave him an offer this time. He had to go for therapy to learn how to live right now. He's missing both of his legs, and they said, "Look, we can offer you a prosthetic. Prosthetic is a fake leg, fake legs." He says, "Fine, I have no choice." They started to put it on, and had to train with it. It was difficult. It didn't feel good. I kept getting rashes. I said, forget it. I, I don't want it. It's too hard. I don't want it. Even though I realized I'm going to be stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, I said, forget it. It's just too difficult. I tried and I tried. I don't want it. Then I thought to myself, you know what? doesn't make sense. Let me get it. And I got them. He looks at the guy, and he looks at him, and he looks down. He doesn't have them. So he realized that the guy was wondering, like, what's going on? So he says, oh, I don't wear them all the time. So, why'd you get them? So, I'll tell you why. I leave them at home. Because every week, my parents like to come visit. And I want to make sure that when my parents come to visit and they come into my apartment, I can stand up for them. So, once a week, I put on the prosthetics, I put on my fake legs. So, when my father and my mother come inside the house, I can stand up for them. So, we, Baruch Hashem, we don't have to do that should make sure that it's such an easy way to honor our parents to make sure that we do the same, that when our parents come into our room once by day, once in the evening, we should make sure to stand up for them. Have a great job. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.